Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Helena Hart, and welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I interview top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Rachel Cheryl. She's a dating and relationship coach for women. She also has a podcast called The True Feminine that I was on recently, and we're going to be talking about how to handle broken trust in relationships. This is a topic that I get requests for a video or episode on all the time. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Aw, thanks so much for having me, Helena. I'm really excited to share today. I'm excited too. You know, we're very aligned in what we talk about. Rachel and I actually went through the same coach training for dating and relationship coaching. So I'm really curious to hear what you have to say on this topic. Like I mentioned, I get requests for, you know, content on this all the time. I know it's a really common situation and it can be hard to know what to do and what not to do when trust has been broken. It can be hard to know when to try to work things out and when to walk away. So what's the first thing you have to say on this topic? Absolutely, Helena. That is such a struggle because, you know, in relationships, there's always conflicts that do arise. So I wanted to share four points today on how to handle broken trust. So my first advice for anyone who is going through um, trying to navigate broken trust is to first decide if the issue or conflict that has come up between you and your man or whoever you're dating is repairable. And oftentimes girls get stuck in confusion, right? Like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so hurt. I'm so broken. Um, but maybe I should work it out. And that's typically um, when they come to coaches a lot of times is they just don't know what to, you know, where to go from, from that point, that broken point. And I think that it comes back to trusting yourself and trusting your own intuition. And so my first thing is first decide, is this repairable? Is this something that we can work through? And then that leads me into my second point, which is, can you forgive your partner? Can you fully forgive and accept what has happened? And can you move forward? And then also is he willing to work on the issue? And so what happens is, is that sometimes women will feel like, okay, they decide this is repairable. I think this is repairable, you know, um, and they start to work on repairing the trust and rebuilding the trust. But in the midst of that, they find uh, a lot of bitterness rising up. And as a result, they can become very aggressive and it actually defeats the man's progress and his um, ability to rise up and grow from what has happened. 
So I don't know if that's making sense, Helena, but um, did you want to ask anything before I keep going? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love everything you're saying. I don't do private coaching anymore, but when I did in the past and I would work with women who were going through something like this, they would just try to do something to fix it because they didn't want to let the guy go or really assess whether or not this is a relationship that they'd like to continue. (laughs) And then what happens, like you said, is resentment builds up and they find themselves bringing up the situation where the trust was broken over and over and over. So yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm curious to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, you have to decide within yourself. And it's so interesting how, you know, if you're sitting in indecisive mode, you don't typically, you're not able to move forward when you're just sitting, I guess, it's referred to as sitting on the fence a lot of times, but, you know, sitting on the fence, you have not really made a decision. And so, you know, you've got to decide, okay, I'm willing to work on this. Number one, number two, I, I'm willing to fully accept what has happened to me or has happened, you know, to bring this, uh, damage, you know, into this relationship, this little hiccup or however you, however, you know, bad it is, or, you know, light it may be. And, you know, okay, so you need to say, I, okay, I can forgive this person. You know, I, I can forgive them. I can accept this. And then you need to work out, is your man willing to um, work on the issue? And is he willing to rise up to make actual changes? So it's interesting, as always, every relationship takes two to tango, right? So it takes one person, I have to forgive, and then I have to really check in and see, is the man really willing to make a difference here? So once you both have established, you know, those two things between the two of you, um, you really need to work on action steps, which leads me into my third point, which is, you know, asking the question, is there a um, commitment and action steps to creating radical transparency moving forward? So if I could really sum up number three, it's transparency and making sure there, here's the, here's the deal. There is no possible way to rebuild trust apart from transparency. So if you, I think that's one of the key missing ingredients for almost all relationships that don't last or don't make it is a lack of transparency. And what happens is, is that a lot of people in relationships feel as though they're being transparent because they've shared a lot about themselves or, you know, a lot of parts of themselves, but yet there seems to always be this little like 5% of themselves, you know, that um, they haven't shared or that hasn't really been brought to the table. And in order for long term relationships to last, or if marriage is what you're looking for in order for you to get to, you know, get to, I do, or, and then last, you know, for, to have that forever love, you really need to work out transparency. And this requires, you know, a tough conversation with your man. And it requires you to really say to your man, you know, I'm going to use an example here. Um, there's tons of reasons conflicts arise, but one of the big ones that I find is um, so many women come to me and say, 
I noticed my man was liking sexualized photos on social media. What do I do? You know, I don't yeah. know. Do you hear that? Helena? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. And I, <laughs> it's so funny when there's so many situations that I'm just like, you know, if it were me, I would move on. If it were me, I would move on. I find myself responding the same way to, you know, comments I get on some of my YouTube videos. And there are some situations that are more of a gray area where maybe the man doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. He had no idea that this is something that would hurt his partner's feelings. And I think that's a great example. So yeah, tell me more about that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So perfect. I was, I figured you might have, but, um, you know, Oh, my, my guy was liking sexualized photos on Instagram. Um, or, you know, and I, I'm going to use the topic of pornography as well, just, just for the sake of using this example on how to work through something. And I want to preface this by saying everyone has different viewpoints on por pornography and, you know, they have a different outlook on, you know, some, some think it's really bad. Some don't really care. I mean, there's all kinds of on the spectrum of what you feel about that. But, um, I know from a lot of my audience and my girls that they, would prefer that their man is not, um, you know, addicted to porn. Okay. So that they're Absolutely. not really indulging in that. So, yeah. Yes, they, you probably find that sometimes too. Yeah, um, and I completely understand. Yeah, absolutely. I completely, <laughs> I completely understand too. But I, you know, I just want to preface to be, you know, clear that hey, I understand not everyone is on the same page all the time. But for the most part, this is a generalization that I'm, I'm presenting, and I'm just going to use this as an example. So. Let's just say that you um, open up your man's computer and, you know, you notice that there's, you know, some pornography link that shows up or you, you catch some sort of remnant of pornography um, or either on your man's phone or, you know, on his computer or something like that. And you feel devastated. A lot of times women, we, we feel really devastated. I know I have before, you know, it feels like a a little sense of betrayal. It feels um, icky. You know, it doesn't feel very good inside of us when to know that your man is watching other women um, in, you know, sexual form. And um, well, you, this is a moment where you would number one, go in and say, okay, I'm hurt. I'm broken. I'm feeling um, very dishonored and undervalued in my, you know, exclusive relationship here. So let me check in with myself and say, okay, is this repairable? And I'm, uh, am I willing to forgive him? Okay. I'm willing to forgive him, but it really, really requires you to approach, um, your man and have an authentic conversation. And so many women avoid this, but avoiding does not make anything better and it does not change anything at all. And it only actually probably will make you even more insecure and act out in very weird ways that you wouldn't normally do. So it's really important for you to say something like this to your man. Hey, I notice when, you know, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that when I opened up your computer, um, I noticed a pornography link had popped up and I just want to let you know that that didn't make me feel very good and it did not make me feel very safe. And, um, you know, pornography is something that I do not personally desire to have in my exclusive committed relationship. So 
I'm just curious, is this something that you would be interested in working through? Or what are your thoughts on that? So sometimes I try to tell girls to um, approach your man from a place of curiosity, but also approach him from a place of asking him his thoughts, because what you do is you actually respect his individuality and give him the chance to voice where he's coming from. And it's really important that you approach from a place of softness so that he does not wall up or want to run away or make something up. You want, and this leads me into my fourth point, honestly, um, which is trying to create a safe environment for your man to feel comfortable to be transparent with you. Mm, So important. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially with something like porn, you know, I just want to say this porn is extremely addictive and it's scientifically proven. It is massively addictive. And so, you know, realizing that, and then another thing I really want to make very clear in our, um, technological world that we're all living in, um, Algorithms can see and run the world, basically. Algorithms know our age, they know our genders, they know what we like. And so a man cannot even uh, sign into Instagram without their search page being filled with half-naked women and without them searching that. And the reason is, is because algorithms know this is a man um, who's aged 27 um, blah, blah, blah. And I know that this is going to sell him. I know I can, this is, this is something I want to feed in his feed. So I know, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into that, uh, science of that, but just understanding this isn't going anywhere. You know, I think that we have to realize and to approach our man with saying, you know, so number four is you must remind him that you are both on the same team. Mm. So especially approaching something like pornography or even liking, you know, sexualized photos, you know, helping your man understand like, you know, here, I, I told you girls to ask him what his thoughts are, hear what his thoughts are, and then express, go back to yourself and express how this is making you feel that you feel betrayed and you know, it's really not what you're, you envision when you envision being in a relationship and, you know, you want to ask him, are you open to working through this with me? And are you open to discussing ways that you and I can become more transparent with one another? Um, and then ask him and then he probably will say yes. I mean, if he really loves you and likes you, he might say, yeah, I am. And I'm really sorry. And if he doesn't, then that's a whole nother case that you might want to reevaluate and go away from. (laughs) But, um, that's for another, another podcast for that. Um, but you know, the reason he is hiding something from you is because he does not feel safe to share or show a certain side of himself. So when you approach conflict, the conflict from a team standpoint, then you do not make him feel attacked or guilty. And so I think, you know, this can look like saying, you know, hey, I just want you to know that I'm on your team. Like, I understand that we live in a, ver- in a world where we can't really even turn on a commercial without it being sexualized. 
And so I, I, I'm sober minded enough to understand that this isn't something that we just stop doing or we stop seeing every once in a while. This is going to require us to be radically transparent with each other and really out of, from a place of honoring our, each other and honoring our relationship. And so expressing to your man that type of thing you know, just saying, I'm not here to beat you up, like, or make you feel bad because I understand that this is hard, but I just want to know if this is something that you're willing to really set parameter or set boundaries up that protect me and protect our relationship. And I just want to add, when you use the word protect for a man, it really like perks his ears. Like I always, I always mm. use this analogy of like a dog. But like, you know, a dog can be laying down dead, dead quiet, like nothing's even happening. And then all of a sudden they like tilt their head and their ears pop, perk up, you know, yeah. they, heard, they heard something, something struck their, their eardrums that made them go, made, made them become instantly alert. And so I think that when we ask our man, are you willing to, you know, work on setting up boundaries that really protect me? and protect our relationship. Just the word protect alone really speaks to that hero inside of a man. And it speaks to that like hero string inside of them. And it just perks them to go, wait a second, I do want to protect the feminine. I do want to protect my woman. And how could I do this? So it actually causes his spirit to naturally want to rise up. And I always say this, I want to add, if he is deeply unhealthy, the unhealthy masculine may actually uh, shift blame and tell you that you're insecure and you're, you need to get it right. And, you know, it's not that big of a deal. The un an unhealthy masculine man will say things like that. So please be aware if a man is saying that to you, like, oh, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. You know, you're fine. Like you're just being insecure. If any guy ever says that to you, I really want to advise you to actually run in the opposite direction. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I cannot, that cannot be overstated. You know, um, I just want to affirm, yeah. first of all, I, that thing about, uh, you know, saying, uh, wanting to feel protected. I've interviewed so many, you know, relationship experts over the years. I've never heard anyone say that. And I think that's brilliant. So I hope um, everyone just rewinds that part, writes down that script. I think that was perfect. And yeah. also, I just wanted to affirm for ev everyone listening, if you want a relationship where these things are just not issues, you can absolutely have that. I would love yeah. to hear your experience with your husband, Rachel. But I know, you know, I'm married to a man where these kinds of things would just never come up in a million years. He's not on social media. He has no interest in, <laughs> you know, having female friendships where he's texting or, you know, being really, he just, the pornography is just no interest in any of that <laughs> stuff. So there are so many men like like that out there. But like you said, the unhealthy masculine can kind of manipulate your mind a little bit thinking like, well, this is just something that if you want to be with a man, you have to kind of deal with or put up mm -hmm. with. And I'm here to tell you that is 100% false. You do not yes. have to tolerate anything that doesn't feel good to you. If you want a relationship where these kinds of things are not issues. You never, it's just a world I never have to even think about or worry about. And it feels so good, you know? Oh so if God. you want that, you can have that, but it's your responsibility to 
walk away from an unhealthy masculine, someone who's not willing to work with you and doesn't care how you feel, doesn't want you to feel protected by him specifically. So I'm loving everything you're saying. Oh my gosh. 100%. I mean, same with my uh, husband and I'm coming up on a year of marriage, like um, in a week. So in one week from now, but I, um, you know, we'll say this, I, I, could not agree with that more. Um, my husband even said to me when we were dating, he was like, um, I don't have relations. I don't have friendships with females. He's like, because I always felt like that was too confusing. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm going to like this person or not. So, um, so 100%, like I've always been thankful. These have never been issues for me, but I will say this, um, from my personal experience that, um, my husband, um, you know, was telling me this was when we were dating and he was telling me he was falling in love with me and all these things. And of course I was loving that, but it also scared me. And I had really asked a lot of the tough questions because I'm such a firm believer in pacing yourself in relationships emotionally, but also, um, you know, asking the questions that matter, but doing it over a period of time. So you don't just like sit him down, like he's in an interview (laughs) or an interrogation. Um, but you know, it was about month five, I believe we were dating for five months and I just felt for a moment, you know, I thought, you know, I know, I know pretty much everything about this guy, you know, I know him really well. I've asked him almost all the questions I've had, you know, five months to witness and see his character and consistency and so far so good. Right. But, um, one thing that always just lingered in the back of my head was his phone. And I thought, you know, a man can be one person in person, but he can be an entirely different human with his device, the phone that is in his hand all day. You know, again, tech, we live in the 21st century. So everyone's got these computers in their hands. And so I said, I I was so scared to ask him, but I thought to myself, I if I'm really, truly caring for my own being and myself, then I'm going to get the information that I need in order to know that I can tell this man that I truly love him and I could see myself with him forever. So I braved up and I literally asked him out of nowhere on the spot. I said, let me, can I, can I look through your phone? And it was extremely uncomfortable, both for me and for him. And he was like, whoa, like, uh, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, you can be one person here in front of me, but you can be an entirely different person on your phone. So I just want to look through it. And I purposely did it out of the blue as well. And that's kind of gnarly. And I know that it scares people and it's very delicate how you would approach doing that. But sometimes it's necessary. And I just explained to him, you know, I'm just looking for full transparency. And I just know that you could you know, be the nicest person on planet earth, you know, to everybody, but you could be doing anything on your phone. And I'm not saying that you are because I don't think you are, but I would like to know that you don't have a problem with me looking through it. (laughs) So anyways, so I did. And, um, and, and honestly, he didn't really have anything like on there, but he did have some social medias and thank, thank God my husband's not a big social media person. And in fact, actually deleted all of his social media this past year, which was nice because he doesn't use it anyway. But, you know, I looked through it and 
sure enough, you know, on all these algorithms, you know, there was like one like random link that was sent in his DMs and I get those links sent in my DMs. And I had to go into this understanding of, wow, like these men are very targeted. And if I'm getting them as a woman, like then these men are also getting sent these things just for being a male and just for their devices, knowing that about them. Wow. It's really crazy. Yeah. So, um, but they, uh, anyway, so I looked through it and that sparked up really intense conversations, but it was beautiful. And that's why I'm speaking from this place because I said to him at the end of it, I said, well, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And he deleted his snap. It was on Snapchat. He deleted his, he didn't even use it anyway, but very much, but he deleted it. And he's like, well, I don't need it, you know? And then he said, and then I said, you know what, babe, I was like, I trust that you will do the right thing and do what it takes to protect me and to protect our relationship. And there are blockers. There are porn blockers that you can download and put on your phone. I don't know what they are, but I trust that you will do those things. And sure enough, he came back to me a few days later and said, Oh yeah, I downloaded these blockers and I did this and that. And, you know, and, and it really made me feel safe and it made me feel like I could trust him. And he gave me his password to his phone. And we just created this ne- next level of transparency where I felt like it is actually safe for me to tell this person I love him. And it is safe for me to envision something very long-term with him. So, you know, I speak from personal experience you know, going through this same thing, but then realizing that this is a journey we're all taking. This isn't something that just, oh, this stops overnight. No, we are all going to be tempted throughout our entire lives, both us and our guys. And so that's what I expressed to my man. And I said, you know, what I just want to know is that we are so transparent and we hold each other accountable because we really are fighting for our marriage and fighting for our, our relationship. And my husband really, really rose up to the occasion because he loved me. And he was like, I don't want this. You're worth so much more than all of this. And what can I do to protect you? Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. I love what it's everything we always talk about, right? His response to your request or what you bring up gives you so much information. And I love that you didn't say, so here are all the things I'd like you to install or uninstall on your phone. You just said, I don't know what they are. I know there are things out there. And you left it at that. And you you let him step up. You were an invitation. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to mention, it's going to be different for everyone. Every woman has different sensitivities, different ways trust was broken for her in the past. So yes. it's not that everyone has to have that exact conversation. But that was something that was really important to you specifically. So you were brave mm-hmm. enough and vulnerable enough to share that with him. And it just transformed the relationship or probably kicked it up to the next level in such an amazing way in terms of your own feelings of safety and trust, right? Yeah. And I, I want to add this before we close out, but I want to say that I did, I understood, I weighed out the risk of this relationship ending or moving forward. And I really weighed that out and I considered it and it scared me. Most of us are afraid to ask for more transparency or ask for certain needs because we're afraid that our man is going to be like, uh, bye, like you're crazy or whatever. And I accepted that if that's how it ended, then that was what was going to be best for me because I care and love myself so much 
that I want to be in a relationship that feels so incredibly safe and peaceful. And if I, so this is only going to benefit me if he rejects me or accepts me. And in the end, my vulnerability won for me. That is so perfect in so many ways. I mean, I always talk about not being attached to the outcome or the result, right? It wasn't, it becomes this non high stakes conversation, because just like you said, whatever happens is ultimately, you know, going to be the highest good for me, whether he, he rises up to the occasion or he doesn't and makes room for another guy to step in who is like, absolutely. Just like you said, you know, you are worth so much more to me than any, anything, right? So anything that you might be worried about, like a Snapchat profile or something like that, like a no brainer. And I know women can be so afraid they're walking on eggshells. They're so afraid that expressing how they're feeling is going to send a guy out the door, but you actually want that to happen. If he's not the right guy for you, who's going to take your feelings and boundaries and needs into account. So that was beautiful. I would love to hear a recap of these four points because we covered so many things, (laughs) but this was also great. I know so many. Yeah. So I'll just go through them real quick. Um, Number one is once trust is broken, you first have to decide for yourself is this something I'm willing to repair? Is this repairable at all? You know, um, for me, if someone full-blown cheated on me, like, you know, slept with someone else, like that would be a non-repairable thing for me. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Yeah, Yeah. so certain things are repairable for you. Again, we're all different. Um, And certain things are not. So decide if what the conflict is, is this repairable? And once you say, yes, it is, then you can move on to number two, which is, can you forgive him, fully forgive him and really authentically accept and forgive him and what happened so that you don't have bitterness that creeps up? And, um, is he, is he willing to work on the issue and is he willing to rise up to make actual changes? So you want to, you know, figure that out. And then number three, is there a commitment and is there any commitment and action steps to creating radical transparency moving forward. So I used my example of, you know, I knew I really needed phone transparency. That was really important for me. So, you know, deciding, do we have actual action steps um, to move forward with transparency? And then number four is you must remind him that you are both on the same team. So you want to just affirm him that you're not against him. I'm not here to attack you. I'm actually here to support you and, you know, call you into your highest self, call you into to who you're meant to be. So, um, yeah. And so those are my four. And then obviously I sprinkled in all kinds of other things. But um, those are the four main, main things you want to really just come into your own understanding of, and then make sure that, you know, especially those last two, that those are really, um, you know, stated, like, what is the action step? Did we, did the two of us come up with a good action step for transparency? Because the reason trust was, was uh, broken was because someone was hiding. There was something hidden. So we don't want anything hidden. We want to keep things in the light. So yeah, that's what I have. 
Perfect. I love all of those points. And I just want to reiterate that this is so individualized for every person. Like we're not recommending that every woman go out and have that phone transparency conversation with their man today, unless that's something that's really important to you. Some women don't care about that at all. And for some women, it's a huge deal. I mean, there's a whole spectrum. We could probably do a whole nother episode on all the different examples. I know we wanted to keep this one short today, (laughs) but you know, there's little things like, you know, flirting or texting a female friend or liking something online you know maybe women are with men who have uh, an addiction issue or some kind of issue like that or they've you know already gone beyond that but the woman has anxiety around it or you know all the way up to full-blown cheating which I if we're of course for myself and it sounds like you too would be an absolute deal breaker where I know some women it wasn't. And they went on to repair the situation. So every situation is so personalized. And I know you are offering private coaching too. And something that's really unique about Rachel, she still offers um, single sessions to women. You know, I mentioned, I don't do private coaching anymore. So I'm always referring people to coaches and, and most of them have, you know, larger packages of sessions. And a lot of people I hear from just want one or two sessions and that's all they need. So I'll include a link if you have any availability for new clients in the description or details of this episode to book a call with you because, um, you know, like I said, maybe just a session or two with a trained coach could really improve the situation. I mean, I know my life has totally transformed just doing a few sessions um, with a therapist or coach, depending on what I'm dealing with in that moment. So is there any other ways people can get a hold of you? I know I can link your podcast or social media. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely do a lot of one-off coaching. <laughs> um, and then I, I do one-off coaching and then I have a um, group live coaching program that's a five-week program. So we'll just add some of that. I'll, I'll give you my links. Um, you know, the best way to connect with me um, is probably my Instagram. That's where I, you know, girls DM me a lot and um, I, I give a lot of um, good tips and things on my Instagram, but I will leave all of my links, my podcast and um, with, with you, Helena, and you can send, send anyone who is interested my way. And- oh, I know. Yeah. I get requests all the time. So make sure to tell Rachel that you came from me so she can definitely, you know, make room in her. I know you're, yeah. I'm sure this is going to fill up so quickly. The fact that you're just offering single sessions. I think that's amazing. I'm so happy. I have someone to send people to and, <laughs> and Rachel and I, by the way, went through the exact same relationship coach training. So if you resonate with my work at all, I highly recommend booking a session with Rachel. If you have a situation, that's complicated. And I mean, it's hard to give advice for, you know, tens of thousands of people, but every situation mm-hmm. is so unique. But I yeah. know this, uh, this episode is going to be helpful for so many people who are dealing with a tough situation like this. So is there anything else you want to say before we close out? Um, I think I'm good. I mean, obviously, I think you and I could talk for hours about all of this, but <laughs> we will um, save, save that for different episodes. But thank you so much for having me, Helena. You're such a such a doll and an inspiration. And you, I know you help so many women too. So thanks for inviting me on your show. You're welcome. And for everyone listening, make sure to click the follow button on my podcast homepage. If you're listening on Spotify, it's just right there. It says follow in all caps. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, click the three dots in the upper right hand corner of my podcast homepage, and you'll see the word follow right under that. So you don't miss any new episodes. I have some great new episodes coming out this week that you definitely won't want to miss. So thanks for listening, everyone. And I will talk to you again very soon. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.